When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Lawn bowling is more than just a game. There's no talking on the green. Welcome to Without Bias. Brought to you by Apia. We're all about possibilities. Talk to our dedicated specialist today. And The Bowl Show. Stay engaged with the sport via The Bowl Show. Sundays on 7-2 from 2pm. Ah, yes, indeed. Welcome to Without Bias for another week. Sam Hargraves filling in for Jack Heverin. All thanks to The Bowl Show. Sundays on 7-2 from 2pm. An important time in the world of lawn bowls and a big, big show we have for you this evening as we get set to hopefully resume lawn bowls sooner rather than later. In just a moment, we'll be joined by the GM uh, of Bowls Australia Participation and Programs, Chris Wallace. And then a little later in the show, Kelsey Cottrell, uh, Australian Jackaroo, a superstar of the sport, will jump on as well. One of the longest-serving Australian Jackaroo representatives. But it is an absolute pleasure to welcome our first guest this evening. And as I say, we do it all thanks to Apia. We're all about possibilities. The sport of bowls is going to start to gear back up very soon. Over 1,800 clubs all around Australia uh, with roll-ups allowed in all states and territories. And it's a pleasure to speak to the man charged with managing the sport's participation nationally. Chris Wallace, hello to you. Sam, good to be with you. Thanks for having me on. Well, it's an absolute pleasure. There's been a lot happening over the last 10 weeks and and bowls, like all sports, has really um, gone through some difficult times. But there's light at the end of the tunnel Give us a quick update on how the sport is currently placed with the return across the different states and territories. Yeah, you're certainly right, Sam. It's um, it's been an autumn never to forget. But uh, the good news is that bowls activities uh, is recommencing and the doors are generally uh, reopening. So, uh, of course, within our federated structure, different states and territories are relaxing, relaxing restrictions at different paces. Um, we have West Australia, Northern Territory, South Australia, New South Wales at one end of the spectrum. Um, with the clubs sort of opening up for semi-regular trade, uh, while Tassie are looking to open their doors uh, to their clubs in a, in a fortnight's time. But uh, the good news is, that at the very least, um, the Greens are open for practice and roll-ups in all parts of the country, albeit with some uh, limitations around numbers still. Oh, and, and I couldn't think of a better way than to get back with friends and family in a social setting with a little bit of friendly competition, um, great atmosphere, good banter, all the things that we've probably been missing with the company of our friends and family uh, during lockdown at the various stages, then a a game of lawn bowls. I think it's the perfect outing, I reckon, if you're trying to get back in touch with people and get back out and about. Um, There's an important tool that's set to be launched today to help clubs with the process of managing their space. Tell us about Rink Booker. Yes, yeah, Sam, we're excited to be um, launching Rink Booker today. We're very pleased to be able to offer it to the, the bowls community. So, uh, yeah, we're aware that obviously many 
um, jurisdictions are making a requirement of sort of relaxing restrictions at the moment. They call the details of anyone that visits clubs, and um, and clubs are also looking to to balance this with having uh, you know a limited number on their greens and having a system that uh, can uh, help with that. So so Rink Booker is a new rink booking system being offered for free uh, to clubs. It's been integrated into the current um, bowls link platform that's offered to to clubs. So bowlers will be able to go to their club website, um, see what times might be available for, for a practice or a social role, um, add their details and maybe their friends' details too. At the other end, the club can see um, see what drinks have been booked at what time. It's all, all very user-friendly. Chris, the pandemic has impacted a lot of clubs uh, to varying degrees. Some were worse than others, obviously, and it's a, a crucial that uh, for many that they get back up and running at full capacity as soon as possible and, and as regulations allow. Now, you guys are set to release a COVID-19 return to bowls plan. Tell us about the strategies that underpin that plan and I suppose how Bowls Australia will be assisting the clubs to get back on their feet because that'll be vital. Indeed, Sam. Yeah, look, we are very aware it has been a tough time for the bowls community all round. But, um, but yeah, through this break and, and most recently, especially over the course of the past couple of weeks, we've been preparing this return to the bowls plan. And the plan lays out some strategies across most of our departments from participation to communications and marketing to high performance to, to general staffing. Um, but it has a range of measures and, and probably a dozen components within that to helping clubs get back on their feet. So it's, uh, it's not just about this, this new rink booking offering, but it's, uh, it's expanded participation initiatives. It's a relaunch of a marketing campaign and, and a toolkit of resources is going to help clubs, you know, recommence practice, social bowls, competition and trade in, um, in a safe, responsible and, and low-risk manner. We're speaking to Chris Wallace, who's the GM of Participation and Programs for Bowls Australia. And we do it all thanks to Apia. We're all about possibilities. Talk to our dedicated specialists today. Um, Chris, obviously clubs are very different across the width and breadth of this country. As I mentioned in the opener, there's about 1,832, if I'm not mistaken, or in and around that mark. No, spot on. Spot on, Sam. Oh, there we go. What about that? Just off the top of the head. Um, With many of the smaller volunteer-managed clubs all the way through to the massive entertainment venues found predominantly on the eastern seaboard. Now, the the Bowls Australia workforce, broadly speaking, particularly Bowls Australia's team of regional bowls managers, are going to be integral as well in assisting clubs to, to get back to full strength. They are indeed. So, uh, yeah, we're very aware that our, our bold community is, is staffed largely by a, you know, a core group of, of great volunteers, um, you know, as part of our club workforce. And, and our regional bowls managers are out there to, to help provide whatever support to them they can. So uh, they're, they're really our ground force and, um, you know, could work with clubs in a, in a whole range of ways. Now, you're a former regional bowls manager yourself and now the man that manages the 16-strong team nationally just explain to us about the services that the, that the regional bowls managers offer, uh, where their skill sets lie, how clubs can utilise them, etc. What they're there for? They, yeah, they look at a fantastic group of people that are out there in the field and have a broad range of skills. So uh, they can help clubs not just about you know reengaging for for activity and and trade, but um, they can help clubs with business planning, um, some guidance around social media access to, to, to grants and some of the, um, the government support that's available, especially in this, in this time um, where you know, clubs have been suffering through this pause in activity um, because there is plenty of great support out, uh, out there from um, various levels of government. And, and the RBMs are well aware of what's available and are always willing to help 
the best part is they're only ever a phone call away, even in these times of social distancing. I'm happy to help uh, over the phone or, or online meetings as well. I've noticed that obviously the participation programs, Chris, for the most part have had to pause during the, the pandemic. But I have noticed uh, and got great mirth and enjoyment out of the rollback, the club at home, uh, some great online videos, a series that has really bridged the gap for those in isolation. Uh, Jack Attack and BPL Cup must be on the radar for return at some point soon then. Yes, we are very excited about thinking about um, you know launching back into activity, and we're expecting you know subject to relaxations being uh, relaxed, uh, restrictions being relaxed still, and uh, you know we're back for some probably more competitive activity you know in you know late July, possibly August, but uh, we'll watch this space for for the Epic Jack Attack and BPL Cup to 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 relaunch then. But um, but in the in the meantime, we've had some other programs um, like Roll Back the Clock at Home. Um, we've been able to, to, to offer some online videos, which has been giving some some great um, health and well-being activities for uh, for many of our, our senior Australians, especially those that may be a, a bit less uh, active than others. Um, it's 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 been a, a program that's launched really well within clubs, and uh, and while clubs haven't been open, we've, it's been great that we're able to offer these activities online in, in short and, and fun little videos for people to watch. Chris, is there a sense of optimism from from some of the clubs? I mean, it's something that a lot of sports are looking at right now about in the darkest of moments, how do we create something new? How do we be innovative? How do we, you know, look to to better ourselves? Is this an opportunity to try something that we've never been able to try? And a lot of sports are being confronted with that uh, at the moment. Is there a sense of optimism for some of the clubs about what the pandemic might provide in a positive way with an opportunity to, to restart, to, to, to grow from the ground up again or, or to rejuvenate. I know that um, where um, uh, Barry Lester's gone to up to Burley, they've taken the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, and it's some, for some of the clubs, it's easier. Some of the bigger clubs where they've been able to, 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 to revamp and, um, uh, and, and to redo some of their facility. Are you getting that sense from uh, more of the clubs? Absolutely, yeah. Many clubs have used this break to to look at the way they've been operating their business, or to, as you said, rejuvenate their clubs. Um, you know, look at their business plans, look at different ways of doing things. Um, you know, many clubs have stayed connected through this period. And look, I think one of the great things that clubs have latched onto is the increased use of technology. Mm. Um, you know, being able to meet online, online rather than necessarily going down to the club. Just even the way of um, keeping connected better with their their, their members and participants. Um, you know, I mean, the bowls community is a is a tight knit community, and obviously, you know, not being able to meet at the club has um has has, has, has has been a bit of a disadvantage for you know people to be able to maintain those social connections. But very quickly, the bowls community moved to you know to keeping to to moving to online conversations and phone calls and. And we found that you know over ninety percent of our clubs through a recent survey have all been keeping in contact with their members um, you know, uh, regularly, so which is which is great to see you know at a time when clubs haven't been open. Now, getting new people to the sport is going to be crucial. Once uh, obviously we resume, many sports that are contact based are going to have a harder time during uh, the return to normalcy or whatever that does look like. Now, surely this is the perfect time for clubs to try and increase their market share with younger age groups. I said it before that if, you know, you're a workplace who have been apart for so long working online at home, why not get, you know, your staff together and, and go for a night of bowls? You can have, uh, you can adhere to social distancing, obviously following all the rules about how many people at a, at a gathering outside, but it's the perfect venue. It's the perfect activity. Um, this is a, a really important time and, and getting new people to the sport is going to be a uh, top of the priority list, I would have thought. 
It is, yeah, you're absolutely right, Sam. Look, Bowles has the, the perfect opportunity and, and will look to take advantage of that. You know, Bowles is a, is a great non-contact sport and, and such a great social activity. Um, you know, many many people, before they get into playing competitive bowls, uh, just take it up socially through through barefoot bowls or, or maybe a you know a party or a function they've been to. And, uh, yeah, look, in this environment where we do have to be a little bit careful about hygiene still, I can say that said bowls is, is great. But we've said, said uh, non-contact and... Um, you can have a lot of fun around the greens while keeping uh, safe at the same time. Chris, we really appreciate you joining us on Without Bias. Best of luck in your effort to help the sport of bowls relaunch bigger uh, and let's hope better than ever. Uh, Chris Wallace, the Bowls Australia GM of Participation and Programs. Mate, we'll catch up with you again soon. All the best. Indeed. Thanks for your time, Sam. And, yeah, we're looking forward to a great spring and summer ahead. Thanks, Sam, once again. Chris Wallace, a uh, big job for him, but absolutely up to the task. And you can hear the excitement in his voice. This is Without Bias. We do it all for APO. We're all about possibilities. Talk to our dedicated specialist today and for the Bowl Show. Stay engaged with the sport via the Bowl Show. It's Sundays on 7-2 from 2pm. Don't miss that fantastic program that it is. Uh, as we go from strength to strength on Without Bias tonight, of course, we'll go from a man who's got such a big role in the sport resuming to someone who's played such a big role uh, in the sport over a long period of time. One of the longest serving Australian Jackaroos currently representing Australia, Kelsey Cottrell, will join us next on Without Bias. From the white outdoors to the great indoors, this is Without Bias. Brought to you by Apia. We're all about possibilities. Talk to our dedicated specialist today and The Bowl Show. Stay engaged with the sport via The Bowl Show. Sundays on 7-2 from 2pm. Welcome back to Without Bias. Sam Hargraves in the chair for Jack Heverin this evening. It is an absolute pleasure to be here talking about the wonderful world of lawn bowls and it's getting so close to resuming we can almost feel it. Uh, it was great to chat to Chris Wallace too, the GM of Programs and Participation for Bowls Australia. You can get that chat at sen.com.au. Just go to the Without Bias page and you'll be able to hear all about the wonderful initiatives that they are going to roll out to try and get people back on the green. We do it all for the bowl show. Sundays on 7-2 from 2pm. And for Apia, we're all about possibilities. Uh, talk to our dedicated specialist today. Uh, gives me great pleasure to welcome in our next guest, one of the longest serving Australian Jackaroo representatives. Kelsey Cottrell's been good enough to jump on. G'day, Kels. Hi, how you going? Uh, all the better for speaking to you and really appreciate your time. Um, I'm curious just to know from your point of view, now that we're able to return to the green, how quickly did you get back out there and uh, put a ball down or are you just trying to ease yourself back in? Yeah, I'm sort of just easing myself back into it. I've managed to um, get myself rather busy during this COVID break. So I've had a lot of um, lot of things going on, trying to get a lot of little projects done. So um, my club up here, Helensville, they've um, allowed roll-ups for the last two or three days and it's been chock-a-block. I think they've been pretty full. Everyone's eager Fantastic. to get out there. So, yeah, so hopefully by the end of this week, I'll um, there'll be a vacancy and I'll be able to get in for an hour or so. <laughs> Isn't that amazing that one of, one of Australia's best can't get a, a bit of green just to put a bowl, a bowl down? Um, I was saying it to Chris Wallace uh, a little earlier that I couldn't think of a better activity to go and do with whether it be friends that you haven't seen, work colleagues, I and mean, what a team building thing now that, and make sure you do check with your local clubs because rules are different in every state. So wherever you're listening to this, just check in with your local club about what they're able to do and what they're not able to do. But if you are able to get out there with a few colleagues or friends or family, I couldn't think of a better thing to go and do, um, to get back socialising, to get back active again um, with, with a group of your nearest and dearest. 
Yeah, and even, um, you know, non-bowlers around barefoot bowls is such a big part of our sport and a lot of our clubs, you know, survive and thrive off barefoot bowls and it's amazing. I was actually at Burley Heads Bowling Club um, yesterday just um, catching up with Barry Lester and there were people hanging over the fence asking, well, one question was, when does the bar open? Because I'm <laughs> And uh, when can we come and play barefoot bowls again? So, um, that's, you know, it's a big part of life and especially up here in Queensland everyone yeah. loves to play bare football so it'll be Absolutely. great to see families out there again having something to do other than you know just sort of pottering around knowing Barry he would have said uh well the bars are open but if you'd like to buy some of my wine uh please feel free <laughs> um yeah now I've noticed also too that you've been raising awareness for mental health undertaking the 25 push-up challenge which uh on the one hand I'm all about promoting mental health uh, awareness but on the other hand, I'm glad that I haven't been nominated just yet. Um, the 25 push-up challenge each day last month. Videos are online. Tell us how that came about and, and how did you find the experience? Um, well, originally, I yeah, I was I was keeping quiet. I was just not didn't want to like you didn't really want to get involved. And I thought it's clogging on my Facebook feed. I'm trying to get on here to you know check out what everyone's doing in COVID and all I've yeah. seen is push-ups. And uh, next thing, um, my, my good friend Claire, who I played for Australia with for many years, nominated me. I thought, oh, well, I've got to do it now. I'm going to look like an idiot if I don't. And, um, yeah, I actually quite enjoyed it, got through got through it. I started off a bit ginger at the start. I could barely get down and every bone in my body was aching from lack of just physical activity, I think. But, yeah, by the end of it, I actually finished my, my 25th day, ended up being on my birthday, um, and I managed to do 25 push-ups on my on my feet, so I was pretty happy with that. Nicely done, nicely <laughs> and, uh, done. Yeah, and I suppose the other side of that is, yeah, it was great physical activity and a, and a bit of fun and a bit of a laugh amongst friends. But yeah, it's all for a good cause, raising awareness for mental health, which is yeah a big part of of life these days. I suppose life's just so busy and hectic that we forget to stop and take some time for ourselves. Yeah, it's like uh, anything, and, and uh, Wayne Schwoss, uh, former AFL legend and now a very, very uh, prolific campaigner in the space of mental health, says if you service your car regularly, why don't you service your mental health? It's a great message. Um, we, we mentioned off the top that you're one of the longest-serving international representatives that we've had with the Jackaroos. You were the youngest person to ever make your debut for Australia at the tender age of 15, um, and that was some 15 years ago. You, you, you sort of don't show any signs of slowing down, though, and... when. When you cast your mind back, what would you feel has been your greatest achievement to date? Is it Commonwealth? Is it, is it World Championship gold? Uh, which type of gold has been your favourite? Um, I think it's hard to kind of pinpoint a particular event or a particular medal. Um, they're all very special and, and I suppose they all have a, a unique story to them. But I think maybe it is just I probably am probably just proud of the longevity that I've been able to achieve what I have whilst finishing high school and then and finishing a uni degree and now almost finishing a second uni degree, um, you know, getting stuck into the workforce and, and having a having a little girl. I've got a three-year-old. So um, I think just being able to juggle everything um, has probably been my um, biggest achievement. And I think when it, when it all comes to an end, I'll be um, pretty happy that I was able to, to do all that all at once. <laughs> Well said, absolutely. Uh, at this moment, you were meant to be in the middle of a World Bowls Championship campaign. Uh, obviously, it's disappointing that it's been postponed, but then you've got a great opportunity that's presenting itself again in 12 months when the competition gets underway uh, up there where you are right now on the Gold Coast. Yeah, it's um, look, it's a strange one. I, I yeah, thought about it. I, I knew that um, looking at the dates, that 
my birthday was going to fall on the women's singles final, so I was hoping I was going to be pretty busy on my birthday. Mm. Um, and then the Monday after, it was going to be a bit of a rest day. So basically, you know, as I say to you, we're, we're pretty much just over the halfway mark of when when we would have been playing. So it's a bit um, hard not to think about that. Um, and it's, it's definitely hard to think that, you know, another 12 months um, when we finish a big major event, we start, you know, looking at it at the next one. Um, and we think, oh, it's such a long time. <laughs> you know, it's such a long time between major events. But the time does fly. And, yeah, we've got a great opportunity to get as much practice in as possible. Um, we don't have to go through trials again, which is fantastic for us. Um, you know, the, the trialling to get into the Australian team is sometimes harder than actually playing for Australia. We're, we're so competitive and we've got such great depth um, across the men and the women. So um, to yeah, be, um, I suppose, given that um, opportunity to not have to trial again and, and to be able to work together as a team for 12 months to work towards this big major event will be something we've never had to do before and I think we'll all thrive on, on the opportunity. Uh, I'm sure that if you end up playing uh, in that gold medal game uh, up at... Helen's Vale, which is one of your two homes. You split your time between Sydney and uh, and Helen's Vale on the Gold Coast. It would be the stuff that dreams are made of. So I know how much that would mean to you to be able to put another uh, notch on the achievement belt that's uh, running out of room with you. Um, the Birmingham 2022 Com Games, they'll take place only a year after the World Bowls Championship now. So how does that change your preparation in vastly different conditions? Um, yeah, look, we haven't really had too much time to think about that. Unfortunately, now, I suppose, when I do think about Birmingham, I think, oh, you know, I wonder if we're going to have issues, um, you know, in a couple of years' time. Are we going to be able to travel? You know, are we going to be able to get... It's probably not so much um, travel to the to the event. I'm sure hopefully things have, have all eased up by then, but it's probably more the, um, the fact that we would have already, you know, in a, in a week's time, we would have switched our attention to Birmingham and started practising on slow greens. And we're not getting to go to the UK this year in July and... Even next July, I think, oh, I wonder if we'll be able to travel. I mean, we still have to go over there in quarantine. And there's just so many um, doubts around international travel at the moment. So it's hard to kind of focus on that. But um, in terms of it being a Commonwealth Games, um, I've been to three Commonwealth Games. Um, so, yeah, it'll be um, uh, an absolute thrill if I can get selected and go over there. And the last time I went to the Northern Hemisphere the Commonwealth Games was Glasgow. Um, and we won a silver medal and a triple. So, yeah hoping to maybe crack gold in the Northern Hemisphere. I think that's um, something that as Aussies we think we're very lucky and very privileged to have the best greens in the world down here um, in the Southern Hemisphere. So to be able to go off and achieve something really special like that in the Northern Hemisphere would kind of just, I suppose, make you feel like, I don't know, you've, you've sort of ticked every box in your sport. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's all well and good winning on home soil, but to win away is, um, is obviously really difficult and challenging. So, yeah, it'd be great to do well there. Because they do tend to be slower, don't they? The greens in the northern hemisphere, if I'm not mistaken. So it does change the way. It's very much like if you watch Americans coming out to Australia to play golf, where um, over there the, the the pin is the target, uh, but over here they've got to redo redo their whole approach because of the way that our greens play here. And it's very similar in bowls when you go to different parts of the world. Yeah, so I've been lucky enough to go over there a few times. So I think the first time you go over there, you just try and play like like you would at home and you, you realise very quickly that that's not going to work. You can't maintain that for a, you know, a whole day. So the greens are a lot slower. So um, you need to put a lot more body momentum into it. You've got to change your equipment. Um, for me, I, I change my stance on the matter. I stand a lot more upright and kind of get my, try and get my body through my delivery and, and get a bit more, <laughs> a bit more of a shove behind it, I guess. Um, so, yeah, it is, um, 
very very challenging to, to go over there. But um, once you sort of do get the hang of it, um, it's kind of it's it's kind of really rewarding when you when you go over there and you have a bit of a, a little you know mini little victory against like a really good you know international player over there. Mm. I've been over the last couple of years in July and played in some multi nation events. And, um, you know we have we have days where we, we just think, oh my God, we're just getting belted every day. We just can't. Um, comprehend their, the way they're playing. We can't predict what shots they're going to play. And then all of a sudden you have one little victory and you're like, oh, thank goodness for that. You know, you feel like you've um, achieved something. So it's all about little, you know, I suppose little achievements along the way. Um, so I, we're going to miss out on that, not getting to go to the UK this year. So hopefully we get to go next year because, you know, every time we go, we feel like we get that little bit better. Kelsey, thanks for joining us and good luck being able to get on to the green sooner rather than later to uh, <laughs> se- to send a few down. Um, obviously, BPL's coming up. Uh, it seems a while off, but it is the next major event. So good luck to you and the Brisbane Pirates uh, and good luck in your preparations towards the World Championships and Commonwealth Games. It's been a pleasure to have you on with that, Bias. Awesome. Thanks so much. You did a great job. We're, we're going to be a sick of Jack. <laughs> Oh, no, you're in much safer hands with Jack, believe you me. But uh, <laughs> very kind of you to say. Thanks thanks very much. <laughs> Cheers. See you. Uh, Kelsey Cottrell, um, what a superstar she is. What a joy to have her on and, uh, and an absolute gun in our world of lawn bowls. Uh, that's it for us. And without bias for another week, Jack Heverin will be back next week uh, to take you through everything that's happening in the wonderful world of Lawn Bowls. Uh, we do it all for our very, very good friends uh, at Apia. We're all about possibilities. Talk to our dedicated specialist today. And don't forget the Bowls show, Sundays on 7-2 from 2pm. What a good show that is. Uh, enjoy yourself. Get out there and go and get in touch with your local Bowls club. We're allowed back on the greens. Now, depending on what stage you live in, it'll be different wherever you are, but... Ring your local club and see if you can get yourself on there. It'll be well worth it and getting back and supporting all our bowls clubs. Have a great night. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.